Previously on Wild Endeavors, when most of the party agreed they should head to Carsaro Keep to find a way out of the valley, Leandros tried to make excuses not to go. In the ensuing confrontation, Hans ran to Then's supposed gravesite, only to find it empty, and Leandros is forced to share his secret with Calico. Instead of burying Then, Leandros intends to bind the rogue to eternal service as a death knight. As Hans races back to the house through the starless night, the rest of the party discover that they have been surrounded by robed figures carrying torches and chanting ominously. This is the Shadows Campaign, featuring Adam Rogers as the human fighter Hans Greger. If Quintus had just shot him, I assume it was for a good reason. Evan Chamberlain as the elven wizard Leandros Lubakar. You know nothing, human. Devin Salisbury as the human gunslinger Quintus Arias. We were all very adamant about leaving this place, and now we have a chance and you don't want to. And in the absence of Amy Jostino, the tiefling thief Calico Bane will be played by me. Oh, I like to poison people and stab elves named Then. And I'm Thomas Marsetti, your DM who totally nailed that impression of Amy. And now, Chapter 18, Blood for the Blind God. Roped figures seem to dance in the flickering shadows from torches that roil overhead. If their cowled faces and menacing fire weren't ominous enough signs of their intent, as they draw within 50 feet of the house, you hear them begin to chant, Blood for the Blind God. Do they appear to be like coming in rapidly, or is it like a slower pace? They're not running, but it's more like a... it's not a leisurely stroll. Okay. Hmm. Um, can I try to like grab like the table and um, kind of slide it over to the door and like try to block the? Sure. Yeah, you can definitely do that. And I'll look at like uh, you know, Calico and Andres, be like, just you know, stay back, watch out. Um, maybe try to you know block defend this place a little better. See if there's um, any other end. There's a, a window on the side of the house near the door, the front door. There's a second window in the room that you're in on the the wall to the right if you're coming in the house. Off of this, the living room, which is where you are, there's a door to the small study in the back of the house, and that has a door leading out, like, outside the back of the house. And then the living room has a door that opens opposite that window that leads into the bedroom, and there is a window in there as well. And you have tipped up the the table and are kind of barricading the front door. Is, is there a way I can see if there's anybody like towards the back of that ex- that rear exit? Yes. Uh, so does yep. he have us surrounded? Yes. Okay. Um, great. All right. Uh, I'm gonna um, open up my book and I'm gonna attempt to summon a monster. Okay. Um, I'm going to attempt to summons a flesh golem, not inside but outside. Could I do that? Yeah. Okay. Uh, nine. Okay. You can pick four of those traits. Okay. From the monster. I'm going to pick that it's bond uh, to this plane of strong. Uh, it's an additional 2 HP for each of your level. Okay. I'm a ninth level wizard, so 
Um, I'm also going to give it... I'm going to let it do the D8 damage. Okay. Um, and it has a plus two instead of a plus one to one stat. So, to strength, I guess. And so then you had a nine for casting the spell. So, draw unwelcome attention, disrupt reality, minus one, or forget the spell. I'll take the minus one. Okay. You're up to minus two? Yep, up to minus two. So, where are you summoning uh, this golem? I feel like the best part would, or best place would be outside um, towards the front door. So, as we, as I start, like, walking back, like, what uh, Quintus said, and I, like, peer out the window, I'd be like, yep, we're surrounded. So, I'm just going to pull out my book, allow my arcane ability to take over. Eyes glow red, the runic symbol turns red on the forehead, and he just starts speaking in, in what sounds like, uh, you know, a backwards common. And then all of a sudden, you hear, like, a, a loud like burst of energy so then I just oof, you know right there outside I imagine it starts screaming and wailing like a flesh golem would I guess I imagine okay I, I would like it to uh, start attacking maybe attacking towards the people that are trying to get in okay and Calico already has her daggers out is gonna kind of post up next to the door leading to the like the study um, kind of just waiting to see if somebody's gonna come through the back door where, like where are we at in the house right now you it sounded like you were by the the table barricade he just made at the front door okay um, Leandro stepped up probably within arm's reach of you so he could cast right. out the front window right, and okay. then Calico is posting up at the the door basically on the the opposite side of the room from the two of you which is the door to the study which leads to the back door there did you say there was like a bedroom or another room or something off to the side yes um, from where you are if you're like facing the front door that door is on your left can i go in there and see if there's anything used that like maybe barricade like you said there's like one window in there yeah um, is there anything like really to barricade that window yeah i think you could uh you could like probably like tip the bed up and, and push it up, up against the window or like you know, flop it against the window. Yeah, I'll, tr- I'll try that. And then if I can too, maybe I, if I can uh, use like the window or the bed to like kind of post up my gun. Maybe okay. try to like have like a, like a sight out the window. Okay. As soon as I post up, I feel like I might have something that I would like, probably check out and see what it, what it is. Like and, uh, what? Take, um, like a little note. I read, and uh, um, I would like to open it up because I'm like, what the hell is this? And it I would probably read off that it says, what is Leandro's hiding? And it says the body of Theron Nyla. Okay. Uh, <laughs> how does Quinn react to that? Well, judging from like what he's just read, like knowing what like items he has and whatnot and what they do, he would probably like look at his next item, like his other item, the, the, the razor, see that it's been used. Mm-hmm. And then I, I don't know the specifics of the spell, but the spell probably hold as much. And he would probably just... He probably wouldn't know, like... I mean, he wouldn't know for sure who charmed him, but he would probably have an idea just judging from the evidence that he has on him. But he would also probably still feel angry. Well, okay, so so there's two things there that you're talking about. There's one about knowing that he's been charmed or knowing that Leandros charmed him. And that's because of Leandros's puppet master skill. Okay. He's not going to know that. Unless he has some really okay. solid evidence or somebody tells him that. But if you're talking about looking at the note and, like, this is proof that Leandros is lying to you, remembering that you distrust him for other reasons, that sounds like you're you're saying, like, that is proof that he's not an ally? Yeah, I definitely would probably say that, at least. Like, I, know, I, I don't know if he did, mm-hmm. but he definitely, this evidence is pointing us not trustworthy with this person, anyway. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would be inclined to say that would break the charm. So, again, you don't know that he charmed you. You probably only vaguely remember, you know, like, you shot him and then stopped and then just kind of let him go. And, like, that's kind of hazy to you. But then also, like, right after that, the torch guys showed up, so... Yeah, yeah. Like I said, if I realized that, I'm gonna, I would probably note that and just like begrudgingly like realize like my position I'm in and just be like, yeah, I would probably for now just ignore it and won't say anything. Okay. And just um, I'm gonna focus in on the nearest guy. As soon as like I see all this and put it together, I'll, I'll pocket it all the way, hold it up, put it in my jacket, a note, and then mm-hmm. uh, just take take aim. Okay. Before the the note, um, while you're like hefting the bed up against the wall and over the window. Leandros, you see these hooded figures descend on your flesh golem, and it starts like swinging into the crowd, and you see like um, daggers flashing out of their robes and like stabbing into the thing. Go ahead and roll damage three times. So it was a seven, a six, and an eight. Okay. The, the the hooded figures descend and start like the you know their knives are, are, are flashing out. Some of them are like smacking the thing with their torches. The the flesh golem you know winds up like a big haymaker and just takes one of the guys' heads off, and then you know smashes down onto another one next to him, and the the thing just crumples to the ground, and then with a backswing slams another one in the face, and he, it topples over. But then there are just so many on him, and there's just so many daggers stabbing yeah. into the thing. They just kind of overwhelm him and pull him down, and he disappears into the crowd. In seeing that, you can see that there are, at least just out front, a couple dozen figures all coming at the house. Quinn, as you've got the bed set up, and have looked at the note now, and refocus back on like what's happening to you right now, you can also see from your side of the house, there's at least a couple dozen of these hooded figures coming at that side of the house. They're, they're just kind of swarming in at this point. Can we see like them clearly at all? Almost every one of them is holding a torch. And so okay. you can obviously see all those torches, but they also are then like lit up by that torch light. They are wearing dark red robes with hoods that are pulled up, so you're not seeing like faces or like any defining characteristics, but you are you can clearly see a bunch of humanoid shapes carrying torches. Uh, this is bad. This is really bad. I um I will see that. Uh, kind of just shout out. Anybody here got a plan? And I'm gonna like line up a, a shot on something. And uh, I guess I'm just gonna go ahead and fire. Okay. Cause I don't know who these people are. I don't recognize these garbs in any way. Mm-hmm. And they're coming out like with torches and obviously daggers and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like they don't mean they, they're not bringing. So. <laughs> no, um, no. Um, I think their intentions yeah. are pretty clear. Um, but is, is our host still with us? Not that you see at the moment. Oh, okay. Never mind. Didn't you like send them away or something? I don't believe so. Yeah, I guess. I'll, so I'll, you're I'll you're gonna like, shoot into the crowd? Yeah, I'll just I'll try to line up a shot and uh, shoot into the crowd. Go ahead and roll your volley. Nine. Okay, that's a partial success, so... You have to move to to get the shot, and so you end up putting yourself in danger. I'll you probably take like... what you can get, doing less damage, or you have to take several shots, um, reducing your ammo by one. I'll probably get... Like, I probably, like, maybe, like, can't see quite as well with the window being as it is. So I'll probably, like, closer towards, like, the window in some way to maybe line up the shot a little bit better. Um, which maybe like might expose me to somebody that might come at me in the window. Okay, so you're gonna you're gonna move into danger. 
Yeah, Basically. yeah. Okay. okay, roll your damage. Are these guys evil? Um, how would you know? I don't know, <laughs> it hurts a lot. Are you going to ask him how much it hurts? Yeah, how much does that hurt? No, I, I, mean, I just don't know how much damage <laughs> dice to I'll just... It takes a, another d4. Okay. I figured you can probably... Do. Okay. Eight damage. Okay. You watch your, your bullet rip through one of them, knocking it down into the crowd. His companions just keep going, walking over him uh, or her. And... Did it kill that one guy? Yes. Alright, cool. Thank you. Um, Sorry. Nope, you're fine. I'm going to... I'm going to have much of an option here. Uh, uh, how close are they? They're probably about ten feet away now. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. <laughs> I can't I can't do much uh, against the crowd. Oh boy. Okay. Fireball. Just put just gonna fireball. What, what was that? I said just put them all to sleep like you do everybody else. <laughs> I, I, I can't roll that many d4s. <laughs> For now, I'm just going to fireball into the crowd, taking a, um, a cue from uh, Quintus. Roll to cast. Ten total. Okay, it's a good cast. Roll for damage. All right, this ignores armor, just so you know. It doesn't look like they're wearing much armor. Okay. Six total. <laughs> a really weak fireball. Not as powerful as the one that killed them. <laughs> that one was that was pretty intense. Okay, as the fireball just explodes in the front of their ranks, just spewing fire over them, blowing some of them back. Just a, just a huge swath of them fall and um, are either rolling on the ground screaming or just not moving at all as the as the smoke clears enough for you to see it. It's tough to say in the moment, but it looks like you may have taken out nine of them. Oh, shit. Okay. GG! <laughs> okay. Calico is still watching the back door. You know, it seems like you two are kind of have everything under control, so she's she's posted up there. That's when you hear a scream from outside. And it sounds a lot like Cornelius screaming in pain. And as that happens, when the window next to you shatters, oh, a, a hand with a dagger comes stab it, stabbing in the window at you. You do have a chance to try to not get stabbed, if you'd like. I would, I would, I would like to do that. Tell me what that looks like. It's like the, the glass shatter it kind of like startles me, but I kind of use that to like shift my position to where like I throw the butt of my stock of my gun up to block mm-hmm. the knife from coming down on me. I like it. Roll plus dex. Nine. Okay. So you can block it and it will knock the gun out of your hand or you can just just take the damage or you can block it but it's is gonna like get a hold of your arm um i'll kind of I'll, I'll i'll probably in the chaos of it all i would probably drop my okay um from the from the skirt buffle or whatever to, okay do i have like a reactionary kind of part of this as well no no, no? Um, okay. but this is we're kind of in, in, into the next the, the next phase so to speak here yeah, so yeah. so the dagger comes flashing in. You hit it with your butt, but the the, the dagger's coming in just you know hard enough, and at, at that weird kind of angle, the way you're you know like kind of squeezing in beside the bed, your gun clatters to the floor as you hear you know Cornelius you know screaming from outside, and the hooded figures are, are basically up on the house now. So what would you like to do? If this guy's still kind of like at the window, 
Uh, my gun's kind of on the ground. I probably don't have a quick enough time to get down there and get it without getting hit. I'll probably reach behind in like my uh, small like back area mm -hmm. and pull out my smaller and it doesn't have a round loaded in it, but it has a flare within it. Okay. I would like to just shoot this right in the guy's face. Oh, jeez. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I, roll, I don't know what I rolled for um, Just a volley, like you would, okay. like a normal okay. shot. Oh, that's good. That's that's a 13. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah, the flare just slams right into this guy's face. And you can see, for the first time, when it, you know, a face lit up under one of these hoods. It is a human face. It's a human guy who now has a big flare, like, in one of his eyes, spitting fire out. He's screaming and, like, falls backwards. Ah! And then I'll be replaced by a couple more hooded figures coming up at the window at you. In that, um, in that commotion, I was hoping that, like, maybe I could grab my gun and just, like, run back into the living room and get out of there. You can start doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'd probably start doing. Yeah, I think yeah, sure. As soon as you like, as soon as you fire the flare, you can turn and be going for it. Yeah, Leandros, what are you doing? I'm gonna uh, throw another fireball into the crowd. Are they on the? Oh wait, they're on the house. Yeah, they? I was say, they're like right on the other side of the window now. So, which there's no window there because the you know you blew it out with the fireball. Yeah, I did, didn't I? Could I summon another monster, or would that not be something I could do? You could try. Okay, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna summon another uh, another monster. This one is gonna be a little different. Okay. Uh, this one is going to be. Hang on, thinking. Don't think too long, otherwise they're gonna grab you. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, okay, hang on. I'm looking at undead things. Uh, Death Knight would be too much, wouldn't it? Because <laughs> I know I'm trying to make one. You can try to summon anything. It's just uh, it, you know whether you actually do or how successful you are is a different story. But you can try to try summon it. whatever you want. I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try to summon the Death Knight. Okay. Really bad. Five. That is really bad. Mark experience. Yeah, I love hearing that, but hate hearing <laughs> it at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you begin to cast the summon spell again, and two of these big cloaked figures reach through the window and grab you by the shoulders and pull you outside into oh, the, the crowd of hooded figures. <laughs> God, this is bad. <laughs> this is really bad. As they're pulling you through the window, the figures on the left side of the house start throwing their torches at that window. And the first one bounces off, but the second one smashes through and lands on the floor and starts burning the rug. And then a couple more fly into the room. One of them landing near a wall, and the flames kind of start in the wall. But there are three lit torches on the floor inside the house now, and you hear the back door splinter open, and some hooded figures starting coming in that way. Calico drops the first one with a knife to the face, <laughs> but there are several dozen behind that one. So what do you? This is bad. Well, I can't do anything, can I? You can try. So they're pulling me out of the house. Mm-hmm. Can I see, like, the front of the house? I think at the moment you're face down, so you're seeing, the, like, mostly the ground and f and feet under these robes. <sighs> really reckless to do it. I'm going to go invisible. Okay. And see if I can maybe break my way out of this. Okay. Roll to cast. Uh, eight. What are you taking? I'll take uh, the unwanted attention, because I can't take any more negatives, and I don't want to lose this spell just in case I need it. <laughs> <laughs> 
you go invisible, but the hands that are on you already don't like slacken or, or let you go. And if, in fact, there's if anything, there's more hands on you now than there was when they first started pulling you through the window. They can't see you, but they yeah. still have a pretty good hold on you just at the moment. Well, I don't consent to this, just so you know. <laughs> Did I lose my spell book or do I have it? Mm, you tell me. Um, I probably would have... I don't know. I probably would have had it in my hand when they were pulling me out, so I'd say it's still clutched in my hands. Okay. Yeah, I'm fine with that. Okay. So, Quinn, you okay. were grabbing your gun and moving into the living room. There is fi- little fires starting to burn in the living room. You just see Leandros's feet going out the window, and then they just vanish. And there are now people bursting the door on your right side as well. Well, oh boy. I guess I'm going to take a shot... What's closer, like the people in the door or like people by the window? From where you are, they're, they're all about the same distance. The ones by the front window, the one by the window that's now straight across from you, and then the, the folks that are coming in the back door, they're all about. I mean, it's not a big it's not a big house, so... I'm going to use a grid um, I'm going to use rapid fire. Okay. I'm going to fire one at the door, or one at the window, one at... Okay. First one at the window, 10 total. Okay, that's a good hit. Window's good, and the second shot at the guy at the door. 13. Okay, uh, roll your damage. Four for the window, and then okay. if they're evil, extra. 10 for the guy at the door. Okay, so the one at the window falls back, and you hear like a, a woman scream in pain. And then blow a big chunk out of a like the shoulder of one of the guys coming in the back door and he just crumples to the ground and his friends start trampling over him can i make back. my way towards like calico or like as i was doing it anyway i could kind of make my way in that direction sure or wherever the or wherever the study was. yeah yeah that's that's her direction she's still okay yeah, yeah. okay out front the hooded figures holding Leandros kind of maneuvered like to put you on the ground and then you feel a dagger kind of poking at you because they can't quite tell like they're, they're trying to get it near your throat and then you just hear one of them say move and I'll start stabbing I'm yelling out oh god if you're wondering <laughs> um, I, I don't like this at all um, am I face down yes um, can I turn around no they're, they are holding you, and this guy that says if you try to move, he's gonna just stab. And I'm gonna just the, fireball. Okay. I know what this is gonna. I know, I know, but I'm gonna just do it right into the crowd, right, right as with my right hand out. I imagine probably not a good idea, but I don't want to. Good job. They're gonna. <laughs> they're gonna start stabbing me, right? I don't want that. Go on. You go on your own terms. Should I not do this, Thomas? Just tell me. Well, I mean, you said you're doing it. <laughs> Takes backseat. As soon as you start the incantation for the fireball, he stabs at you. Okay. So. That's fair. Okay. So his stab was not quite where he wanted it to be. It didn't, mm-hmm. like, just slit your throat, but it did go in kind of like the back and side of your neck. Ah. So you are very close to dying right now and i'm gonna say that's probably gonna prevent you from casting the spell i would um, say so you severed, you're severed your chakra you can't do it anymore. <laughs> so just a quick reminder of this aspect of the system i'm not assigning any hit point damage uh, this is a narrative effect you are dying that is going to affect everything you do until that tag or that status is gone 
Uh, you want to run. People bleeding to death usually don't move very quickly. You want to complete a complicated task. Imminent death might cause your attention to wax and wane, etc. That's fair. As that is happening, three more torches come from that side window into the living room. And the fire in the living room is starting to spread and kind of starting to grow. And a bunch of cultists come rushing in through the door to the study. Calico is going to take another one out with a dagger. And the first one is going to come and is going to try to stab at Quinn. Dodge! Uncanny dodge. Uh, you can roll plus dex. Okay. Is he, like, coming at me, or is he throwing something? No, he's he's coming at you. Like, he's, he's okay. lunging. Ooh, double sixes. Um, plus whatever. Thirteen. Okay, no. yeah, yeah. Yeah, you dodge out of the way of his, his dagger without any problem. There's probably can about I... six of the figures in the study now, which is basically just on the other side of the door where you are. The one that made it through just lunged at you with a dagger, and there's some... You're trying to feel some heat from the fire behind you. What would you like to do? Okay, this might be ridiculous, but I would like in that dodge movement with that guy, if I can kind of try to grapple him, like where I'm behind him and I have like a hold of him, mm -hmm. I would like to use him as like a shield and point my gun like over his shoulder, like rest it on his shoulder and point it at the other guy's study and shoot and run forward with the guy. Okay. At that range, I don't, I, it's not a problem to hit at least one of them. So go ahead okay. and roll damage. Big old thought. You hit one of them in the gut, and he and he screams and falls on the ground, and he is just kind of like rocking back and forth and screaming, trying to like hold in his guts. And he's not dead, but he's probably out of the fight. Yeah, and I'm just charging forward mm -hmm. after that. Back out front, Leandro, so you, as you kind of start to feel lightheaded from the, the loss of blood, you feel them put your hands behind your back and, and tie them up. You feel the dagger wrenched out of your neck, and somebody pushes a cloth against it to staunch the flow. Um, I imagine my uh, invisibility dropped. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. And so once you are bound and there's somebody holding your like holding the, the cloth to your neck, they lift you up and just kind of calmly start walking you away from the house. Quinn, as you charge into the crowd, go ahead and roll damage again. Eleven. Okay, so you blow another guy's head up, just like a like a rotten watermelon. It just explodes in front of you, and then the crowd of them swarms around you. And there's just hands like all over you. And as they get in close, one of them puts a dagger right up to your neck and says, "Stop moving." Oh, you die. And you can hear Calico struggling behind you, and you hear somebody else saying something like that to her as well. I'll just kind of, like, grip my teeth. I'll, I'll kill everyone. It just keeps repeating that over and over. I'll kill everyone. Are you complying? Yeah, I'm, I'm like, I, I'm not firing. I'm just, mm -hmm. like, I'm letting them know, like, I just took out X amount of people by mm -hmm. myself. Well, you feel hands grab onto your gun to start pulling it away. And Him? you feel a couple, like, they start pulling your hands down, like, to your sides. And the guy with the I, dagger I presses it a little bit harder to your throat. I, it, I really am helpless to really do much other than comply. Otherwise, it'll end worse. So they take, they take your guns, and they tie your hands behind your back, and they lead you out of the house. 
and you see they are like leading Calico behind you the same way, like bound up. They start walking the three of you uh, towards the center of town. And as you make your way, they walk you past a stake that was driven into the ground and has a, a humanoid figure tied to it. But it's hard to tell any of the features on it because it is on fire. But you also it. occurs to you that you heard Cornelius stop screaming a while ago and that this figure is just slumped against the stake. Hans, as you are running through the night, you start to draw in on Cornelius's house, and you see fire licking out of one of the windows. There is a very tall fire out in the front yard, and there's a bunch of hooded figures with torches that are that appear to be leading companions away. From where you are, you can see probably about 36 or so of them. What do you want to do? Well, now that I, I essentially know they're not safe, but they're not dead yet, so I know like I don't need to go look in. Initially, I was like, oh, I need to rush up to the house to see if I can look in a window to see needs help. If I see the three of them being taken away, I feel like now I'm like panicked. I'm not necessarily... I don't know, my dexterity is pretty high, but I don't consider myself super stealthy, so it's like, I, I would say I'm getting into like what I think is would be stealth mode. Okay. I'm usually more like kind of loud and Russian type, so <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I feel like well, that's my like first instinct was to like to want to like rush mm-hmm. to help, but like I I feel like I'm smart enough <laughs> to to know that I I can't just take on thirty. So sure, I feel like I'm trying to follow at a distance to see mm-hmm. where they're gonna go. The first thought that comes to my mind right now is to get to the the witch's house again. I don't know how far away that was, but I know that they they were gonna send that signal out to the, the person to come help, and then. But I'm gonna wanna. I will. I'd wait to do that until I see where they're they're leading the three of them. Okay. Yeah, because it is probably a good three-hour walk to the witch's house. So it's okay. Not, okay. Yeah. But as they start like marching your friends into town, it's not like a big town, but like the closer they get to town, more little houses and buildings there are. So it's a little bit easier to get behind a house and like peek around and kind of watch their progress and like you know run behind another house, hide there. So I don't think it's I don't think it's very hard for you to to kind of stay back and kind of still keep an eye on them, particularly because it's a group of like 30 people, all of them carrying torches. Like they're not they're not inconspicuous. So they bring the three of you, Calico, Quinn, and Leandros, into the the center of town. There is a circle of stones that that seems to dominate the the town square. Um, not because of its size. Um, the stones are roughly the size of basketballs, and the circle they make is only about 20 feet in diameter. And it's not even that in the torchlight that these rocks seem to glisten and shine in a dark red, almost as if they're covered in blood. You can't help but look at these rocks almost simply because they are just there. There's something about them that draws your eye. In the center of that circle, there are four um, six-foot-tall stakes uh, that have been driven into the ground um, with little piles of kindling under each of the stakes. 
they walk, the three of you while carrying Andros, um, one to each stake, and tie you to it with your backs to each other. And then you can feel and kind of half see, like from what they're doing to your your friends, they're like tying extra ropes to you and then running them across to another one of your companions. While you are being tied up, the majority of the group is kind of spread out and is standing around the edge of the square, and they've begun to chant. And they are chanting, blood for the blind god, bones for the blind god, screams for the blind god, souls for the blind god, and then on and on. I am okay. I am absolutely terrified right now. Oh, well, Le- Leandros isn't. Leandros is kind of like in that state of, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. I'm doing yeah. The, I'm doing the various typical, the very typical, uh, typical thing of like wrestling the bonds, seeing if mm-hmm. there's like weaknesses and stuff to it. Yes, as soon as you start to kind of pull on the ropes, you hear Calico grunt and Leandros even in your state, like you probably let out a little moan. Uh, Leandros, you feel one of the bonds that's holding you digs into your stomach and begins to kind of like slice in like there feels like there's little razor blades along that rope that's now like cutting into your stomach as as quinn starts to struggle i'm gonna yell out as loud as i can muster sirik i need your help please not no not really knowing what else to do so calico yells uh at quinn for you to stop struggling because it's hurting him. I figured that. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty much all of the hooded figures have now retreated to, like, the edge uh, around, like, the town square. Um, The town square, again, is not very large, maybe 200 feet across in total, and then you are, like, dead center in that that circle of stones. From, From the direction of the inn, so what would be, like, the north end of the town square, the hooded figures part and a man riding a horse uh, slowly walks into the circle. And at least you think that it's a man. It's a, a, a larger humanoid figure wearing a mask with large ram horns coming out of the side and like swooping down past its back. It's wearing a very like thick, coarse brown robe and sitting in front of it on the saddle is a small child. The The child is completely white, probably a little bit too white to be natural, um, or at least you hope so. Like you hope that it's just been painted white and there is a red handprint like right over its face with the fingers kind of like just curling up over the top of its skull. That is oh. absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Don't Google that kids if you listen uh, and it makes sure it's creepy guy on a horse not creepy guy and a horse yes, really don't that's probably a very different very different um, <laughs> sorry i don't mean to throw so, sorry so the guy on the horse with a with this child just walks the horse up and takes a place in the circle and they are are standing and still just kind of chanting at you in this circle is there any way for well i I probably wouldn't if there's any way for me to kind of like look around at the 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 pattern of things the way things are written out do i recognize in any way or have heard of anything in any way of what they're kind of doing why don't you go ahead and do a discern realities okay Okay, so you want to kind of figure out what's going on here, right? Probably. I think, given the way you know, like, that they, they carried you here, and they have this circle of stones set up, the robes seem very ceremonial, you saw a similar stake put in the ground where 
uh, Cornelius was set on fire. I think that you feel pretty confident that this is some type of um, sacrificial ceremony. As you, as all four of you um, are kind of like scanning the crowd, um, you can kind of see some of the faces now in the in the firelight and the torch. Like, start to see a lot of faces you recognize from town: the innkeeper, the the blacksmith, the the tanner, Calico's contact from the bar, some of the people you just walked by, you know, in the marketplace. The only people that you don't see or don't recognize are you don't notice any farmers. So Hans, you are watching all this from peeking around a building, probably just a little ways off the square. What would you like to do? So I could see the same thing, like I recognize the people that are... Yeah. Okay, so at this point I've realized that, oh fuck, oh fuck, everybody is involved here, <laughs> except for the farmers. Because my, again, I was like, man, maybe I can go ask somebody for some help, or... So that's a next thought was like, I don't know how advanced this world is, but if there was like a fire hydrant or a hose or something nearby or, or like the equivalent of that. What would you want to do? With I don't that? know. I'd be trying to put the the torches and the fire in the center of the square out from a distance. Mm-hmm. That would be one thought. I mean, these are things going through my head. Mm-hmm. Um, the next one would be to try and think of like a an important building or something in the area that maybe I could like firebomb myself to tr- try and create a distraction. Do I see him in any way like in the corner? Like I don't know which way I'm facing. I'll say I'll say yes. Just if you guys coordinate a little bit here, that's that's probably for the the best. So if I see him like the second I make like eye contact with him, I'll kind of just do like a quick like stay away, kind of like shake my head no kind of thing. I'm trying um, to think of like if I know of a building in town that would be important to everybody since I've um, been there for several. Sure, I'll say that there's a like a cistern on top of the inn. It's like a, a big water collection like keg, but like, obviously like much larger than a keg. Like not quite a water tower, but similar in size. The inn is set back just a little bit from the square, so it's probably I'll say it's probably about a hundred hundred feet from where your companions are. I think you would also know that the inn is a pretty important building, typically in towns this size. And I think you would have just from talking and like watching people, like the inn is kind of like their their gathering place. It's also their meeting place. Like if the mayor or town council has anything important to do, they go to the inn. And so, given the significance of a, of an inn like that in this town, and given the fact that it seems like the the town folk also have been coordinating other activities are probably doing it at the inn if i was able to topple this thing of water would it like flood the square it wouldn't flood the square it would definitely it would definitely put a lot of water down there i think having not been up there to actually see like how big it actually is um or it's tough to say exactly how effective it will be but it will definitely it'll definitely put a lot of water down into the square. How tall is the inn? Uh, it's two stories. Can I like try and climb up like a, a side of it that's like, hidden? Yeah, yeah. Go ahead and roll plus strength. Fourteen. I fucking climbed. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you you make it up the side of the inn without any problem and and uh, get up to like, the top. The roof is slightly slanted. It's not like a. It's not very steep, but it's not completely flat either. And the cistern is center from left to right and slightly towards the front of the inn. It's pretty big. Again, it's all made of wood. There are four, like, posts 
that are kind of keeping it just elevated off of the roof of the inn. And then you can kind of see there's also then like a, a pipe from the center of it leading down to the inn. Now, would there be a way for me get it to like tip over to splash out into the rock back and forth on it? I think there's many ways for for that to happen. Like if I try to like start hacking it like with my I'm trying to think if I'm I'm probably not strong enough to physically move it, right? It's pretty big. You're going to have to do something yeah. to uh, at least a couple of the posts before you can really do anything to it. While you're climbing and as you get up and kind of like to start to look at the cistern, the circle of hooded figures below begin to chant faster. Oh. Um, Leandros or Quinn, are you doing anything? Is there any Leandros, way? Can, are you are you functionable? Is there any way I can try to like do an incantation? You can try, but I think you also get the impression that this is basically it would be like a one shot thing. If you cast something and it doesn't free you and get you out of this circle and away from town, they're gonna kill you. So it's it's a one shot. Like if you're gonna do it, it better yeah. be like the best fucking thing you've ever done. <laughs> Is there any possible chance that my new bodyguard is in town yet? I don't think you would know. Y- you know who I'm talking about. The, yeah. the one that I was trying to make before people started fucking with me. <laughs> no, you have not finished the process. <laughs> Leandros. Quintus, do you have any ideas what to do? I have an idea, but if I do it, we need to figure out where we're going. I'm going to defer to your judgment. Well, we need to figure out a direction, and we'll have to head that way. Uh, towards the the witch's hut, I'd say that our mm, the, the witch's hut, or where I'm making my my new friend, could that would that's kind of secluded, isn't it? I would assume so. Yeah, I'd say that um, probably be the best option. Calico, kind of like out of the side of her mouth, like, oh, what the hell are you planning? <laughs> Did they like put like a like pack on the ground, like my gun and stuff? Or um, any of our belongings are near us at all? They're not near you. They are on the ground, just a little ways outside the circle, probably towards like the the northeast side of the circle, or so. Like, so would you say that's probably like where they have like all three of our packs? Kind of thing? It looks like it. There's a there's a big okay. pile of stuff there, and you can. I think the firelight from the torch is like reflecting off of off one of your guns. So it seems pretty we'll safe probably... to assume that's where you're. We'll probably have to grab our stuff and go. Do you have an idea of where to go? Yeah, I know exactly where to go. I'm hoping that, like, if I shout loud enough, Hans has an idea, like, oh, okay, I can follow them in some way. I don't, I'm hoping. Um, like, well, if I'm, why if I'm don't, shouting, why don't you tell us what you're planning? All right, well, I have an item that can break us free from any binding. Oh, shit. Hey, I hey, forgot um, all about that. <laughs> Thomas is making me use all of my items right now. Seems like a good time to use it. Go ahead and... Can we read it off? Yes, please. All right. I have on my person an item called the Bell of Freedom. Um, when you ring this cracked handbell, is it a handbell? Yeah. Oh, so it's big? No, no, no. Like a little. Okay, so it could be, it could be like a tiny thing. I don't think it's like, it's not like that tiny, but like it's a little bell. Yeah. It's the one that they used. I was hoping it was like one of like the little little tiny chime bells. I was gonna have it like as a like an implanted tooth. <laughs> kind, of, kind of like, kind of like, in case of emergency, like break it out and like just ring it with my head. I knew you were gonna say that too. Yeah, man, I really like the idea of you having this get out of jail free card in your tooth, but I'm not sure how that works for a bell. Okay, um, I'll just have this like on my purse. Could it be like, an, oh. if if we're are we bound behind like our hands behind our backs? Is yeah, that a thing? I would say yeah. maybe it's like a thing that you had sewn into your belt. 
It's either that or it's like in my like your sleeve, anus, like sleeve in some way. Also that, also that. I just gotta twerk real quick, guys, and we'll be free. <laughs> that's, that's something I really want to see. Oh man. So yeah, when it, when you ring the handbell, any creature within earshot immediately may escape any and all of their physical and or ma- magical bondage. When the prison doors of open, the manacles spring loose, and the spell of holdings end. They are free. After one ring, the bell sh- That's a clutch item right there. I know. And I completely forgot about it. Well, I mean, this is a pretty perfect situation to use this yeah. item. Yeah, okay. So, yeah. I guess I'll, I, I would I would ring this, and when we're in the ready, I'm basically saying, like, book it, grab our item, go. Yeah. Okay. So just real quick, tell me where the where the bell was. Um, it sounds like it was, like, somewhere behind you, like, because you've... You would want to be able yeah, to get I would rather say like uh, like sleeve area or like maybe like woven into like the fabric some way that right. like has a little little slot that nobody can detect. Okay. Yeah, I like that. And like maybe there's just like a little ribbon that like runs down your sleeve like to near your hand, and you can yeah. kind of you pull the ribbon and it frees the like the chime in the bell, and you can kind of just yeah. wiggle your arm to chime. So you do that, and the ropes fall away from the three of you and there's there's a couple seconds where the chanting continues where they haven't quite figured out what just happened but the three of you know and i'm gonna say that hans like from on top of the inn you see the ropes fall away got like one second before all shit breaks loose what are you guys doing i want to use my sword to take out one of the posts on this water thing and i feel like i was thinking about it but i was like looking at the cistern, looking back down, and then I saw their, like, bindings drop to the ground and, like, knew I needed to create a distraction. So I feel like I immediately just took my sword and, as hard as I feel like I've ever done in my life before, slashed it at one of the, the posts in the front of the water tank to try and get it to collapse. Absolutely. Roll plus strength. An 11. Oh, um, nice. Okay. Now, it says on a 10+, plus, I get to choose three of these things. Mm-hmm. One, I'm going to choose it doesn't take very long. Two, it doesn't make an ordinate amount of noise. Mm-hmm. And I guess three, nothing of value is damage. It doesn't really matter. Those are, uh, yeah. two other things are very important. <laughs> the two you wanted, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you wind up and you swing, and it is one of the strongest and most true swings you've ever swung. And it just slices cleanly through that post. And the weight of the cistern immediately kind of like shifts that way a little bit and kind of starts to tilt towards the front of the inn. But it hasn't made any noise yet. The chanting is still happening below. Can I get to the other side and push? Like, or should I try and maybe I should run over and try and hit the other side? Uh, I think I say I that. I'm gonna <laughs> kind of skip over to the other the other post in the front and try and do the same. Okay. Same thing again. Oh, I fail. Oh, no. What'd you roll? A six. Okay. Okay, so here's what happens. Oh, boy. So, Hans slashes that first post, and the cistern begins to tilt. Quinn and Calico and Leandros, you all are free now. Like, the ropes have just dropped away. What What are you doing? I think the only thing I can do personally is because uh, I don't have my gun or anything on me. Um, it just hightail it. Okay. Where are you running to? Um, I would probably try to keep out of range of the cultists, but make my, like, literally r- dash and grab my backpack, kind of throw that over my shoulder, and then, like, maybe, like, 
pull the gun out and kind of have it at the ready to like fire behind me. Okay, so you are gonna have to run like through a line of cultists to get to your your gear. But you guys are all making your way that way. Yep. Okay. I feel like, yeah. I feel like the, the surprise will. Yeah, because I need to grab my book. Pull I, them I really off a second. Book. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. So you, the three of you, begin running towards that side of the circle, which is also kind of somewhat in the direction of the inn. And that's when you see Hans come around to the other side of the cistern and winds up again for a big swing and cuts right through that post as well. But it wasn't clean this time. The thing, the, the post more like, almost like shattered. And that tilted the cistern more his way. And so as the cistern falls and begins to tip over, it catches Hans and topples over with him. So Hans, you are able to roll just a little bit so the cistern doesn't land on you. You are going to take five damage from falling as you land just a little bit before the cistern does and then just it just explodes next to you and this big wave of water rushing forward into town square surprising it does knock a couple of the cultists over as it like they're just not expecting a, a shit ton of water to come pouring on them from behind it throws the rest of them into disarray and so as they kind of start to like what the hell is going on? The cistern just fell over. Our, our sacrifices are running away. I think that's when the three of you get to the line. So how are you going to get through these cultists? I'm going to dip, dive, dodge, duck, dodge. Be a, just a little bit more specific. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I'm going to... I'm probably going to uh, like try to maneuver my way like without getting direct... Have one directly on me. If any opportunity presents itself, I'll probably like shove any of them to the ground or... Or like just literally just like shoulder charge them like out of the way and kind of like just keep hopping through. <laughs> okay, so I think you're gonna have to shoulder check one of them because it, it's like there's just a like a line of them right in front okay. of you, and they have you know they saw you coming at them, so like they're holding their ground like they're gonna try to stop you by staying right in that line. So go ahead, uh, roll that as a hack and slash. So plus strength. Nine. Okay are able to knock one of them just like flat on his ass and that opens you know enough of a room for you to to get through as you go by one of the daggers does like slash across your back for four damage calico is gonna jump through right behind you through that little opening and leandros you are probably just a little bit slower because you're you're still pretty weak but there's an opening now in the line. I mean, is that what you is that where you want to go to get past them? Yeah. Okay. So just give me a defy danger dexterity because they're gonna try to slash at you as you go by. Twelve. Okay. They're distracted by Quinn like breaking through their line, and then the tiefling that just kind of like you know jumps through right behind him. So there's really not any of them looking at you as you run past them as well. Uh, Hans, you are able to kind of get back to your feet next to the wreckage of the cistern, and you see the the town square is kind of in in disarray. Your companions are starting to run away, like out of town, not too far from you. Can I tell if any of the robe people have like? left the area or is, is there just too many for me to know it's probably too many for you to know but what would like what are you what are you trying to find out if anyone is trying to figure out how the hell this expelled 
or if it's just maybe just too chaotic at this point. Yeah, it's, it's more it's more chaos. Like they're uh, particularly like now that the water is kind of like spread out and is not really uh, a danger to anybody. Like it's knocked over who it's going to knock over, and it's c- confused everybody. Like so they they're more concerned with their sacrifices are running away. Are the we're like we're, we're like running to like you're oh, okay. like you're in front of us. Then I'm if I see that you're running my direction i'm gonna turn and run just where i think is clear like and just go and like kind of let them follow okay i feel like it's either that or i don't know i feel like i'd be like i feel like at first i'm like saying come on come on come on come on <laughs> i'm up soaking wet obviously <laughs> so imagine that sight yeah. my hair's like ridiculous so i do make that whip before I go yeah, yeah. <laughs> like like point break style. Yeah, I like. And then I take off, take off running. I don't know if are we running like into the woods or what are we running? Well, so you're running basically north out of town, which would take you towards the woods. And it sounds like Leandros is going to try to lead you that way anyway. Yep. Um, you have just a little bit of a head start before the cloaked figures really start running at after you in mass. So just as you're getting to the edges of town, I think there's that, that point where you're going to have to do something or you're going to run the risk of them catching you. Would now be the opportunity to make everybody invisible. So the thing is, with the invisibility spell... Yeah. You'd have to cast it, like, one at a time. Okay. So we're still so, running, then, right? Yeah. Okay. Like, they're still on our asses? Okay. Yes. I mean, you could... You'll just have to, like, as you're running, like, you know, cast and touch one of them, cast and touch another, and then... Also, maybe say where you're going, otherwise we'll just get lost. Yeah, that's a good point. What if I did this? If I, if I had an opportunity, obviously, I want to impede any of the people that are getting closer, and I would like to uh, shoot at them, like, kind of, like, over-my-shoulder style. Okay. Take, yeah, take a shot. Okay. Could, could we all be uh, holding on to each other while we're invisible? Yeah, yeah, that would work. Okay. Quinn, you you kill you definitely kill one of them. <laughs> okay. Uh, as we're running, I'm gonna while I'm trying to catch my breath because uh, I'm not very um, athletic. I'm gonna let them know I'm gonna guys. I'm gonna, I'm gonna cast invi- invisibility on us. Uh, just um, like hang on to each other so we don't get lost. I know where we're going. Just let me lead, and uh, we'll try not to make a whole bunch of noise. I'm in the lead, so maybe I'm. I slow back down and like tie a rope around my waist and then I'll throw it backward. I don't know. Sure. Calico grabs it and tosses it back to to Quinn, and Quinn tosses it back, and Leandros grabs it. So Leandros, you're gonna have to cast invisibility four times. Who do you want to start with? Well, myself, obviously. Okay. <laughs> Roll. Ten. That's good. You go invisible. Who is this? <laughs> Pretty good. Another 10. Okay. Uh, this one is on, I guess it would be Calico. Pulling out my other gun, and I'm, I'm going to just aim for the crowd and just try to blind the flare. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll let you have it. You shoot the flare right in the into their midst. <laughs> the first couple, like, dodge out of the way of it, and it hits one guy in the chest, and his robes, like, just catch on fire. And he's screaming and flailing, and... Uh, it definitely confuses the people around him, but like you can see, some of the other hooded figures just kind of like stream around that little group and the burning man. But it definitely caused some chaos back there. Okay. All right, now I'm good. Okay. Okay, okay I'm rolling again for yeah. Quintus now. Gonna be a nine for that one. What are you taking? I'm gonna take the minus one. 
Okay. When did this when does this reset after a long rest? Is that right? No, when the next time you prepare spells. Oh. Oh. So basically okay. basically a short rest. Short rest. Okay. Alright, last one. A ten exactly. So then that is Hans. With the four of you invisible, you're able to make it in the woods without a problem. They run after you for a little ways, and then once they realize that it's, they didn't just lose you in the dark, that like you ju- you're just not there anymore. Safely invisible in the shadows of the forest, you watch as the robed villagers slowly give up and return to Charwood, having been denied fresh blood for the blind god. Thank you for joining in our wild endeavors. If you've been enjoying our endeavors, let us know in an iTunes review. Or even better, talk to us at Wild Endeavors on Twitter and Instagram. Or even better still, tell a friend. After all, it's dangerous to go alone. Thank you as always to Kevin McLeod for the great music, and we hope you join us again next week. It was kind of like Wild Wild West style. I was picturing like that oh, thing yeah. crashing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was... I cannot believe that happened. That was very nicely done. Yes. Guys, that was that was sweet. Okay. That was a clutch bell. Yes. You're welcome. And I loved that cistern idea. I feel like it's I would probably slowing down a little bit. Of all the things we've done, that's like the most worthy of like of visuals. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Being led away by torches and the flames like burning in the square. Probably like even like the cabin fight too, probably would have been pretty Oh yeah, that would be cool. Chopping nice. down a, a water tower that crashes down into it. That was and I'm falling with it. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, who do we call to get this uh, short film? It's either that or like a graphic novel. Oh there you go. I would love to do a graphic novel. That was pretty Yeah, that'd be amazing.